Okay, so, uh, so Bokatov, um, all right, so, um, well, so today's daf is Samach Bad, is 62, but we're gonna, we are a little behind, so we're starting at the top of, um, Samach Alf Amuzbet. And if you remember, there's a debate between Rabbi May on the one hand and Rabbi Leah and Rabbi Shimon on the other about if the, uh, if the avod is interrupted, in one of the sections, either in the Kodesh Kedashim or in the Heichal or by the Miseach, and the sprinkling is interrupted, whether you, and you need to shecht another animal and get new blood, whether you start again from the beginning of the process um, within that section, um, or whether you start where you left off. Um, and the, the argument on either side is, on the one hand, if you start if you to start at the beginning so that all of the blood is done in that section from one animal or start where you left off so there are not two processes that are being done so we're going to pick up again from Amar Reb Yochanan very very top of Samachal of Amar Asha Mitzora now our gears is Sesach Tushalolishmo but we are going to follow the gears of Rabbeinu Hanano quoted in Tosvos which is Shenishbach Damo Kodem Gmar Matanotav so a Mitzorah, who is finishing his period of being a Mitzorah, brings an Asham, um, uh, and um, the blood is sprinkled on the Mizbeach, and then the blood is put on his ear, his thumb, and his toe. What happens if, in the middle of that, the, bl- the blood spills? So it's just like the blood spilling in the middle of the process of doing the sprinkling on the Parochet, or on the Mizbeach. So he has a very reasonable position. Banu Lamachlokas, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shimon, that's the same debate. Rebbe Meir, Da'amar Yaviyach, Rebbe The same way Rebbe Meir says that when the blood spills in one of the sections of the Beit HaMikdash, like, you know, the Kodesh Kedashim or the Heichal, you bring more blood and you start again from the beginning of that section. So, Hachanami, Yaviyach, Rebbe Yishchot, here too, Shecht another Asham, start again the placing of the blood. Um, and the whole process. Um, maybe the sprinkling of the blood on the Mizbeach and the putting of the blood on the Yashem. Just do the whole process again. that say that you pick up where you left off. So this is where it becomes interesting. Here, there'd be no fix. Why would there be no fix? Because normally they say pick up where you left off. But, so do the same here. But as we're going to see that the argument is that because the Pasuk says, Oto, it says that you should bring it for an Asham, uh, that, um, the Pasuk says, I'm sorry, we're going to get to a minute. It says, Kevis Echad Asham, one ram for an Asham. So here they won't allow you to pick up where you left off. You can't start from the beginning because that's duplicating and they don't like you to duplicate and they don't want you to duplicate. You can't pick up where you left off because it says Keres Echad and you would be using two rams for the process so logically it's the same debate the process is interrupted you start again or pick up where you left off but here the interesting thing is is that according to Rebbe Lezer and Shimon you're stuck they, they, they generally force you to pick up where you left off thank you but because it says Keres Echad you can't have more than one ram so you are stuck that's his, that's his position Maskif where Rav Chizda now Rav Chizda asked on this one minute says Rav Chizda even according to Rav Meir you should not be able to start again because it says it says that the same one you did the waving with is the one that gets brought to the Asham so even according to Rebbe Meir there should be a problem you shouldn't be able to start again from the beginning because that one that you're going to start again the beginning of the process is not the one that you did the initial Tnufah with. So, even according to Rabbi Meir, you should, you should be stuck. That's the argument. 
So the says kasha. That's difficult. Okay. Tiny kavashid Rabbi Yochanan. We learned like Rabbi Yochanan. Um... Uh, which is what? Which again isn't our interest. Our interest is the next case. Oh, or let's say the blood spilled. You put you threw the blood on the mizbeach, but you did not do the stuff on the ear and on the thumb. So the one you already shechted, the fact that even it was shelo even if you didn't do the ritual of purification, but you put the blood on the mizbeach, so the korban itself is good. You put on the altar, you bring with it the uh, general wine that accompanies the wine and the flour and the oil. But, if you now want to make the Mishsorah purify him, just because that animal was able to be brought on the Mishdeach, you still need to do another animal that is going to... He doesn't, well, he doesn't get anything out of it. Yeah, exactly. The Corbin is kosher, but he needs something else to purify himself. Now, how is that relevant? What that shows you is that even the, that, that it is possible to interrupt and to go ahead and bring, to have some, a problem with the first one and go ahead and to bring another Corban and to still do the process. So that shows that the argument that according to Rabbi Meir, who says if you have a problem, bring another korban and do it again, right? That's Rabbi Meir. If it's spilled, bring another korban and do it the whole thing again. So here you see that we see that that's possible. That the asham of a mitzora could be it was partly good. It worked to make the animal a good korban. Something happened. The blood spilled. Fine. You're not stuck. You're able to start again and go. And, and, and bring it again to do the process. So for Rebbe Mayer, you're not stuck. Even though the Bible says Osa, which might mean there's a total of one, you're not stuck. But accordingly, so, so it fits, it works like other things. Bring another one and start again from the beginning. And the Chiddush is that according to Rebbe Eliezer and Rebbe Shimon, as we're saying, they normally force you to pick up in the middle, don't let you start again from the beginning, force you to pick up in the middle, and that should not be able to work because it says one. There can only be a total of one. So you can, so, you, so you should not be able to do two as part of the same process. So it becomes an interesting position of Tzarech Ve'en Lo Takana. So now the Gemara is going to say like this, Rav Chizda Amar Now Rav Chizda will say that what it says here in this, in this Breitah, that if you know, if you didn't do, if it's, if you, if, if you put the blood on the altar, but you didn't do the process of purifying, you need another korban, which shows that you do have the ability, at least according to one opinion, of starting again from the beginning. And Rafiz is arguing, because it says Oto, you should never be able to start again. According to everybody, you should be stuck. So what does he do with this bright up? So Amalacha, he'll tell you, my tsarich, what does it mean you need another korban? Tsarich, the takana. It means like you were saying before, according to Rebbe Lezim Reb Shimon, yeah, you need another korban, but you're stuck. So when this writer says that if the blood... Uh, yeah, uh, he's tummy, yeah, something. I don't know. That's a good question. Is there any way you could figure out some other thing? I'm not sure. That's, uh, but, but that's the... It really puts him in a very p- impossible situation. But the same way we said for Rebbe Lezim Reb Shimon that if it's spilled in the middle, you're stuck... Because on the one hand, you can't start at the beginning. They never let you start at the beginning. You can't start at the middle because it says oto, which means that in the entire process, there's a, it, can, it can only be made up of, of one. It can't be made up of two. But at least we said that according to Rabbi Meir, he lets you start at the beginning. Rav Chizah argued. Rav Chizah said even according to Rabbi Meir, you should only, you, in this case, because it, says oto, because it says oto, you should never be allowed to have more than one total, and therefore you should always be stuck. What do you do with this bright that says if it's 
filled, you need another one, which means you're not stuck. He says, no, it means you are stuck. It means you need another one, but there's nothing to be done about it. Okay, so basically he's arguing that even according to Rebbe Mayer, you are stuck. So the Gemara says, Would a Tana write, you need to do X, but what it really means is you need to do it, but you're not able to do it? When you say, okay, if this, this happens, then you'll need to do X. Is it, I mean, it's so, it's so you know, um, um, uh, uh, like, um, uh, uh, you know, m- misinforming or confusing to say you need to do it when it really means you need to do it, but it's impossible to ever do it, right? So, what? Yeah, but we're not saying Chitur Nasser. We're saying Tzarech just means it's required, and we're not elaborating on I mean, you could have, I guess, said Chitur Nasser. I know, but it's not saying that. It's not claiming to add the words in. It's claiming... It's a read of what's written. Right, it's a claim that the words mean it's required, means it's required. But by the way, footnote, we're not saying it, but you should be. But it happens to be that it's... All right, let's see what the Gemara does. So, so would you ever say it's required but it really means it's required but there's no way to do it so if, yeah you know what we, we do say that that's how you hear the case we talk to the bright up Nazir Mimorat what do you do about a Nazir that is that is bald okay the Torah basically says that you have to take a, you know shave his hair at the end of the process what do you do if it happens to be that he's genetically bald so you could have a bald Nazir who didn't violate anything right he was just naturally bald so what do you do so how do you end his process of Naziris? So you have to do the uh, pass the uh, razor over his head. You don't have to. So what does it mean when they say you have to? So we might think like Michael says it means you have to. You do some like some mock, you know, maybe you scrape his bald head with it or something. Who knows? The Amaravavina when they say you need what they mean is you need and you're stuck. Okay? So you see, according to him, it is possible. Sometimes it says you need. It means, yeah, the requirement hasn't changed. But sorry, buddy, you're stuck. Okay? And that's what it could mean there, and that's what it could mean here. Basically. Okay. Now, this argues on Rav Padat, this interpretation of Beit Shammai. The Amar Rabbi Padat, Rabbi Padat says, Beit Shammai and Rabbi Yezer said a similar thing. Beit Shammai had the Amun. Beit Shammai, as we said, that said you do this Havarat Seah. We're going to see what that means. Is Havarat means you do it even though it's sort of like mock, but you still do it. It means you do it, not you don't do it. Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Lazar. Now we talk in the midst. Nope. Back to Mitzora. So amazing how we're the focus on Mitzora and and Nazir. Ain lo bohen yadu bohen regal. Let's say the Mitzora doesn't have a sum or doesn't have a toe. So how do you purify the Mitzorah? Because you're supposed to need to put blood on the summit on the toe. So the, so the Mishnah says, Ain lo alamis. Then he is stuck. That's how you would say you're stuck. Ain lo alamis. You don't say it's Sarah. You say Ain lo You're stuck. But if you're Lezer on there, says, No say no makomo v'yotzei. No, you put on the you put on the stub, you put on the place where the thumb would be, where the toe would be. So basically, assuming that the toe is not going to let you be stuck, which is a nice assumption, and you'll do whatever is possible to do of that ritual. Not that you don't need to do the ritual, you do it, but you do it in the way that is most that is possible to do it. So you do it at the same place. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Imnazim Asher Smol Yatsa. 
Shimon says, no, I actually feel that the Evid you can put it on your left thumb. Because it doesn't really solve the problem. What if he's missing? Missing both thumbs, you know? You still got some stage going to have to answer that question. Okay? According to, you could also even ask, according to Rebbe Lezer, let's say he's missing his entire arm. There's no place of the thumb. You put it at the place where the arm used to be. You know, what, uh, what is the ultimate fallback? But the point for us is, is that according to Rabbi Padat, Rabbi Lezer, who says, just put it where the thumb used to be, is the same idea of Beit Shammai, who says, do the razor over the head. So it clearly means, not that you can't do it, but that you do whatever you're able to do. So if you can't cut the hair, you pass the razor over the head. If you can't put it where the thumb, it, thumb on the thumb, you put it where the thumb was. So that's, uh, that is the read of taking Tzarek to mean literally, yes, you do whatever you can do. But again, this is as opposed to Rav Chizah's claim that Tzarek means you need to, but you're stuck. Yes, so. Um, I, I, I want to know what you think about this. It seems to me that this Mahlokit has huge implications holistically for... Um, um, really? for uh, no. all sorts of questions with people with disabilities. Right. Um, Did you see it that way? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it definitely shows a an approach which is like we have to find some solution exactly. that is doable exactly. given those, these physical realities. Exactly. Right. And that that right. reflects a shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's serving as sort of a general guidepost to what our goals are in these situations I, I agree I think it is very powerful uh, yeah but well this is Rebel Lezer I don't think this is time of the crow um, yeah but it's not time anyway whatever I don't want to get into that okay so that's that yeah. Right. 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 And and therefore, there are alternative rituals are possible. Right. 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 Yeah, it's true. That's an interesting thought as well. Like how much, like if you have a more of a sort of you know, Kabbalistic, or as you say, like, you know, the way the ritual is, you know, or, you know, it's possible to conceive that there were alternative rituals as well that could just as well be, be acceptable. Okay, so those are all excellent points. So let's move on now. But again, the basic upshot, the Chiddush here was, was that we have this debate about when this process of blood gets interrupted. By the way, yesterday we also related it to the oil that's sprinkled by the Mitzorah. You do a sprinkling of the oil and then you put it on the ear and on the thumb and the nose, uh, no, on the, on the, on the uh, earlobe and the thumb and the, t- and the toe. What happens if it gets interrupted? The Gemara tried to make, say, maybe the, the, they would change their, you know, their positions wouldn't always be, can be in debate, but it basically said, no, they will always debate. Rabbi Mayer says you always start again at the beginning of the section, and we define, oh, it's not up there anymore, but different sections, whereas of the Avodah, but you start at the beginning, and Rebelezer and Shimon, you continue in the middle. And the final point we made about that was the possibility here by the blood of the Ashram of the Mitzorah that it's not possible that you could get stuck that if normally your position is you're not able to go again to the beginning then maybe you have to pick up in the middle but maybe the Torah doesn't let you pick up in the middle because it requires only one animal to be used it's possible to be stuck that's what we said for Abelazim and Shimon and then we were with Chiz was arguing even for Rabbi Mayor you're stuck because the Torah wouldn't allow you to use more than one animal total um, but nevertheless that was resisted and said at least according to Rabbi Mayer you would one animal was good and was put on the Mizeach but you would do another animal and start again from the beginning and you that, then they would con- con- continue to have their two sides of the debate okay so now we're going to move on Tanu Rabbanan now since we are discussing Asham and Mitzor or whatever now we're going to have and uh, uh, like a, really a total digression but it will be very brief Tanu Rabbanan 
So the coin takes from the blood of the asham, and he basically and he puts on the you know on the ear and on the thumb and on the toe. Um, so Yaakov maybe this ritual of placing on the ear, the thumb, and the toe is done by the blood that was caught in a vessel, the same way the normal blood is caught in a vessel and put on the altar. Tamadlamar vinatan. He should play Vlakach Vinatan is the point. It links the taking to the pudding. Manitina Afimosho Kohen. The same way the pudding is on the very with the very etzem, with the very, you know, body of the Kohen, which is actual finger. Aflikicha the Atmosho Kohen. The taking is the with his with him himself. So he actually catches the blood in his hand. Yachal Afuniz Kain, maybe even the blood that goes on the altar gets caught in his hand, as we we know that's normally not the case. This, this asham is like a normal chatat. So ma chatat tuuna keli. The same way a normal chatat, you have to catch the blood in a vessel. Asham don't keli. Here too, you have to catch it in a vessel. So there are like two identities to this asham. One is a normal korban. Blood gets put on the mizbeah. You catch the blood in a vessel. The other is blood, the blood of the asham being used in a ritual to purify the mitzvah. And that is not is interestingly almost giving not just sort of segregating out that process. It's not like not sort of intertwining. Oh, the same blood you used on the Mizbeach, you're going to use on the Mitzvah. You could actually even understand the power somehow that it's the same blood caught in the same Kli. Here, we're not just saying catch it in a different Kli. We're actually even saying it's a completely different process. One process wouldn't work for the other. For the putting on the Mizbeach, you catch in a Kli. For the putting on the on the Mitzvah, you catch oh, in your hand. So now you just take in your hand. Right, you could have thought that, but now look at how the Brisa continues. So, um, so you come to the conclusion you need two kohanim to be part of the process one with his hand and one with the kli the one who got in the vessel when you talk about real segregating out he goes to the altar and does the, and does the, the normal korban stuff with it and the one who caught his hand comes to the mitzvah which man may like yeah because you're getting my toe and my you know ear dirty might as well get your hands dirty so but it's very funny sort of the whole getting the I'm, I'm serious though the parallel here A the segregating and that you know putting blood on you and getting blood on me in the same process I'm sure somebody can do a lot with that symbolically hand, right? really what uh, I don't know if you uh, yeah you have to only use one hand because you have to stick the finger with the other hand okay what's a little drop of blood drop of blood whatever now the other interesting question is that one of them has to be your left hand so we get to the left hand problem okay anyway alright I'm very sensitive to the left hand issue because I'm a lefty alright so now the Gemara says like this that's the end of the Mitzvah discussion at least for now back to the case of your avod in the base of the getting interrupted and you have to break, shecht another cow um, or shecht another seer and start again either pick up where you left off or start again from the beginning of the section okay now the question is so you're going to have a lot of dead cows at the end of that Okay, right? Because you keep on, you shucked one cow, you did one section. It spilled, shucked another cow, do the next section. Or a lot of dead ears after that. What do you do with all those animals? Okay? So now what do you do with the normal part and ear that, that is dead? At, at, you know, you shucked them, you bring the blood inside, you have the dead thing. What do you do? You don't put it on the Mizbeah. All animals that, are, that have a blood ritual inside the Heichal, um, the Torah says that you take them and you burn them outside the Machana. It says it specifically here, but also says generically by 
an animal that blood is brought into the Heichal, to the Omoei, you bring in Yichut Samachana. Now, do you say that applies to all the animals here? Do they all have that status? Because each, the blood of each of them was used in a different avoda, Or maybe only one of them counts as the real animal? That's the question. Let's take a look. Tanan Hasam. So we taught over there. It's actually a Tosefta. Vikula Mitami Begadim in Yisrafim Abes Hadeshe. Give your Rebbe Lezer. So Rebbe says, yeah, you used each one of them in a ritual. You were only supposed to have one, but the way it was, you were very sloppy, you spilled. We did when, you know, we had to get a lot of, you know, one for the Kodesh Kodesh and whatever, it got spilled. We did another one for the Heichal. But each one was used in a ritual, the blood. So all of them have the same halacha, that, that A, the one who handles them, his, his garments become Tamei, which is what the Torah says. And number two is, they get burnt in the base of Desh and the, the place outside of the, outside of the Mikdash where their ashes, where those things are burnt. But they're all treated of equal status in the way you would even if there was only one. No, the only one that gets the, the real full status is the last one. Since that was the end of the process, that is considered to be the real one. Now, it's interesting. It might have been the end, but not. We, we wouldn't have thought the most significant. Like, think about it. There were three basic sections. Kodesh Kedashim, Heichal, Mizbeach. So, if you had one that's blood was used in the Kodesh Kedashim, one that was used in the Heichal, one that was used on the Mizbeach, I would have said, Kodesh Kedashim has more importance. But, nevertheless, if you think about it, right, the Torah says, when it says that you finish, it says, and it emphasizes, like, you're done. And if the process is like cleaning, right, not just the encounter, you're going into the Kodesh Kedashim, the encounter with God, that's like the Ketores. But if the concept is cleansing, well, the place isn't clean until you're done, right? Whoever had the experience, like, yeah, Mom, I'm done cleaning my room, right? How can you mean done? You didn't do this, or you didn't do that, whatever, but I cleaned up so much, but it's not done. So anyway, so if the idea is cleaning, it's only when it's done is it done. Like I said, Kila there. So therefore, it's only the last one that gets that status. Um, it's only the last one that gets that full status and is burnt outside. What you do with the other ones, you obviously have to dispose of them, burn them somewhere else, but they do not have that full status as the korban, you know, the animal in terms of, uh, you know, that was that was brought. Yes, Michael. Okay, so you know, says you're saying since it's not fully, I, I still don't understand that. It's the it was. I know. If anything, you would say the Chaper Bakodesh is the Kodesh, right. is primarily Kodesh Kadashim. Right. Okay, but that's what he's saying. I understand. That's his, but it's the principle. So the, the Torah does emphasize the I don't know. I, I understand. I understand. I don't know what to say. That's his position. So rather asked of Nachman. Okay. That's if you did the cows and you had the oxen and you have to do, do, do them multiple times. Or you were talking about even if it was the case that you had to spill the blood of the goat and you had to do another goat blood, another goat. You were talking about what do you do with the bodies from the blood that you used inside. But every time, and this is going to be the focus of the next parrot if you ever have to bring another goat you can't just bring another goat what do you have to do every goat that you bring has to be paired it has to have a hagrala okay so every time if you spill the blood of the goat you have to bring another goat you have to bring two goats do a hagrala the one that said Lashem you shecht you use that blood to pick up where you left off inside the Kodesh but now you have a couple of Si'irim that are standing here that were all Lazazel which one are you going to send Lazazel okay so that's his question but I mean that's the second question let's first figure out which one you send whether you send them all Lazazel or not okay so by I mean so I said to Rav Nachman how many goats will he send off in this case 
So I'm away, so he said back to him, What, you want him to send his whole flock of goats over Lazazel? So obviously you can't send, uh, you know, more than one. I'm alone. He said back to you, Why is that any different? So he edrosoes, did you be burning your whole flock of, uh, you know, of goats? You know, you also said that you burn all the leftover ones. So why there, you know, is it not absurd to have more than one? And here you are saying it's absurd to have more than one. So Mar says, no, me dummy, you can't compare them. Hasam Loksivo so. There it doesn't have that limiting word oso. Oh, it says the blood that was brought in, the, uh, the animal, the blood that was brought in, you burn. Like Michael was quoting the Pusik before. So if you don't say it has to be there's no reason to say only one. Any animal whose blood was part of the process, you burn. But hachak sivo so, here it says oso, oh, it says Lishalach Oso Lazazel Hamidvara. So only one thing gets sent. And of course you understand it as well. There's a whole ritual that focuses on the sending. The ritual loses its power if you're sending more than one, right? Whereas if the ritual is already done with the blood, the burning is sort of like the wrap-up job that you're doing. But anyway, but the Gemara focuses on the pasuk. So any animal whose blood was brought in, fine, you burn what's left over. But in terms of sending Lazazel, that can only be one. Okay, so now we don't know the answer. Now we've decided it can only be one. It can't be all of them, like we suggested by the burning of the animals. Which one? So let's take a look. Itmar, the sauce. The first one. Ravshimi Mishmei de Rav Amar Achlan Mishaleich Last one Bishlema Ravshimi Mishmei de Rav Amar Achlan Mishaleich I get the idea of the last one because I have a whole Vagomer Bo Kapara since it was the end of the process again or its mate was the end of the process so since it's that we emphasize the status of the blood the, the, the blood of the animal who you know the animal whose blood ended the process so that was this year that was, this was paired with so if that had status to its mate it also gets the status as the Ikar Korban, and therefore this is the one that gets sent over, sent to Lazazel. That's at least consistent with what we said before. Elorav Papi Mishmei Durava Maikasavar. What's the logic of saying the first? So Sevelak Rebiosi, Damar Mitzvah Rishon, Hopek Rebiosi, who says in similar situations, the, the, you, you give status to the first one. It was the first one that had that status. It's the, it's the one that should be done. Okay, which Reb Yossi says that? Hi, Reb Yossi. Where's the Reb Yossi that says that the first one maintains its stat, you know, has the primary role? Elema Reb Yossi de Kupos, Reb Yossi of the Baskets, none. Okay, remember that, you might remember this because this is from Shkalim. Okay, Reb Yossi Omer. Now the problem is, is that in the Mishnah it doesn't say this in the name of Reb Yossi. So why, which is why it's in parentheses. So why the Gemara is quoting this as a Reb Yossi position is not clear. But anyway, the Gemara is going to reject it. So let's take a look. If it's this idea of the baskets, Sholosh Kupos, Sholosh Seim, you had three baskets, each one carrying three Sa'ah, Shabahem Tarmim Salishka, that you would use it to, you know, remove money from the Lishka. The Lishka was a room where you put all the money from the from the from the shekel that was given on an annual basis, and you would remove money in this in these baskets, and you'd use the money you removed to buy the korbanot. And it was written on them one, two, three. You would know the order you removed it. The Tanya, and now we see why it's connected to Rebiosi, because although the Mishnah isn't Rebiosi, here's what the Brisa says. The time you've done in a brisa, I'm Rav Yosi. Lama kasevaleim alafet gimel. Why does it say one, two, three? Leida ezem hanitrama rishon. So you know the order that they were. The money was taken out. You know which basket was. You know, did you scoop out the money first with? And why is that important? Lahaviyeman rishon. In order that that should be the first monies that you use are those in the first basket. Shemitzvah rishon because the mitzvah because it's you know you 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 prioritize first you do it with the first before you do it with the second. 
so here he says, look, if you have one, two, three, that's the order you do it in. So you prioritize first. Here too, you should prioritize the first one. Of course, there's a difference. The most obvious difference is if you're going to do everything, then it's one thing to say maintain the order that you started with. Because you're going to do it all, so you keep the order. But if you're only going to do one, it's not so obvious it necessarily would lead to the same conclusion of do the first. Although you could still say you're giving weight to the first. The Gemara gives another reason why it's different. Let's take a look. The Gemara says, no. There, the first one has status. Because when you scooped out the first basket of money, there was not yet a second basket. Okay? And therefore, the first basket was fit for the monies to be used to buy the korbanot before the second basket even came into existence. So the, the mitzvah focused for a period of time, even if that period of time was only one minute, totally on the first one. Now here too, why don't you say the same? When I brought the first goat, for that time, the, the mitzvah totally focused on the first one. Because the Gemara says, no. Hacha... But here, um, no, so it doesn't say what the contrast is, but here's the contrast. So when I brought the first two goats, and I brought one inside, and the other was Lazazel, you say, oh, so this now, the, this moment in time, this is the only one that's Lazazel. But no, says well, not, this is not yet ready Lazazel. It's not yet ready Lazazel, because it only becomes ready Lazazel when you finish all the avoda of the blood. And therefore, this is not yet ready. And when the avoda is finished, you have three candidates now because right the blood was spilled three times and what, or two times so at the moment when it's, the time is there they're all three pre- ready so to go so, so which right so no one really is first it was first that was chosen first but no one was first in the first one fit to do the mitzvah they were all fit so to do the mitzvah at the same time not really near it I, I don't want to get to your minutes. I want to finish this discussion right now about which one do you pick, okay? So we haven't yet identified a Reb Yossi that says you picked the first even when it was not, even if they were all fit equally at the same time. So let's take a look. El Reb Yossi de Pesach. It's Reb Yossi by Pesach. The Tanya, we're talking to Brisa. Mafish Pishchov Avad. You designated your Pesach and it got lost. <coughs> and you designated another one. And then you found the first one. And you, have, you can choose either one. The one I picked or first or the one I substituted. What do you do? Some say it's your choice. Rebiosi says, Mitzvah Berisha. No, the mitzvah is to do the first one. However, if the second one is really of a better korban, a juicier animal, a younger animal, whatever, then Yivyanu, that trumps. Now, how does that prove that even if they're fit at the same time, why don't we say the first one was fit before you designated the second? So Rashi points out, because it could all have happened before Chatzot. It could have you sanctified the first one at 10 a.m. It got lost. You sanctified the second one at 11 a.m. And then you found the first one, and then it became Chatzot. And only at Chatzot are they ready to be brought. So now comes Chatzot. They're both in front of you. They're both ready. And Rabbi Yossi still says, I'll give preference to the one that was sanctified first. So here too, even though all three are ready when the avod is done, I, according to this idea, I will give preference to the one that was first, and that's why he says. So yeah, that's interesting. Mer doesn't discuss. You know, you probably have to let him die. It's a chatos mesa. Although we're going to see in the next mission, you don't say chatos mesa by uh, by carbon seaboard. So you whatever you wait till it gets a mum and you redeem it and so on. So okay. What? No, well, that was talking about about uh, what do you call it? About dead animals already. 
so there you probably burn it somewhere else, just not in that, not in the foundation. Okay? So, so that was a fascinating little end of a discussion, which is what happens when the process gets interrupted. I just want to remind you, there are a couple things, because all of these issues are going to be carried over in the next paragraph. Number one, if the process gets interrupted, you do something out of order. When does that thing out of order not count? And then you have to go back, and we discuss whether it was Kutche Kutchim, or whether it was everything, or whether things that were also related to Kutche Kutchim. When something goes out of order, you have to go back to the beginning. Then we talked about if something gets interrupted, forget out of order, and you need to shecht another korban, you go back to the beginning of that section, not the beginning of all, we divide it into three sections, Kodesh Kedashim, Kodesh and Misayach, beginning of that section, would you pick up where you left off? But now, then we're left with an interesting case of that in the process of getting more blood, you got a lot of co- dead animals here. And that actually raises two questions. One is, if you have to go back and shecht, you should have to go back to the beginning of the whole process. You just don't get more blood. You gotta go back and check, go back to the whole beginning of the process, okay? So that was discussed before, maybe yes, maybe no, depending on, on sort of, you know, which position you hold of when does, of when, when things have to be in order. Okay, so that's one issue. How come it doesn't force you to start the whole process again? The other issue is what do you do with the leftover animal? And that's being debated here. Do they all have equal status? Maybe by the dead animals, yes. By the one law, Zaza, we've decided it can only be one. And then which one do you give the Iker status to? First, last, first is important, last ends the process, and so on. So, a whole very fascinating collection of issues, which to some, you'll hear some echo of as we turn to the next paragraph. But you had a question. Yeah, what We're about to get to that. After you're done with the whole thing with the blood, and poured the remainder of the mixture of the blood on the base of the altar, then he comes to the seal Azazel, does the vidoing, and sends it off. And so that's, that's actually... Right, the veto has not yet been done. Exactly, exactly. So now we actually turn to exactly that. We're now done with all the the ketores, all the bloods on the inside, blood poured at the base of his back. Now we're going to come to the goat and do the vidoy. But before we do the vidoy, we're going to take a step back and talk about the lottery that was done and sort of focus on the goats as a pair. Okay, so let's take a look. The two goats of Yom Kippur, they have to look the same, the same height, and have the same cost. And they need to even be purchased at the same time. Now, by the way, the Mar'ed does not mean like, you know, it has, its facial appearances look exactly the same. Rashi says, So, you know, a little, you know, for, for, for what? Like, like, you know, the joke, which is like, you know, what, what is it? It's something like, something like, you know, can you tell the difference between a, 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 a boy porcupine and a girl porcupine? So it says, no, so it's a good thing you're not a porcupine. So, you know, <laughs> so for cows, I'm sure they look different. For me, they all look, it all looks roughly the same, you know? So they do not have to be, they don't have to be right. They don't have to be twins. They don't have to, like, act, you know, look exactly the same. I mean, roughly the same, similar, okay? I would say the word here is shoved that way. Rashi is in Germany, they have to be similar in appearance. I don't know. So anyway, maybe same height same cost and purchased at the same time of course that gives the power to the idea of the Hagrola that you know everything is equal there's no differentiation and one's Lashem one's Azul of course what that means in terms of choice as opposed to randomness the symbolism of the Hagrola we need to talk about but I'm saying it really is underscored the luck aspect of it or if you want to say Hagrola as the Hashkacha aspect of it since everything else is exactly the same some of these are subjective and some are objective 
It's objective. Right. 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 Well, certainly not physical. I know you say subjective or right, but it's certainly not. Right. Right. Right, but you know, it's true also. You could say, you could say, look, you know, when you say, you, you know, the, these two people, they both, you know, you don't just say they both have equal talents. You said they were both given equal opportunities in life. They both had similar backgrounds. Those are also things that are not visible, but, ha- you know, but speak to, but it's basically sort of saying all the circumstances were equal and one winds up La Shem and one winds up La Zazel. So it's a good point. You know, yes, it seems like it's also, it, it, it's, uh, you know, the power of the ritual is of seeing two similar things. But I think, to me, I think it is significant that you're even saying, like, even the stuff you didn't see, even their origins were the same, you know, and all of that. And nevertheless, so everything was equal, and they wind up going like some of the stuff. Yeah, no, you reframe it. Look, it's very important for me to actually for you to charge the same price for both of these. So, you know, would you like to reconsider how much you're asking for each of them? You'll get the same amount of money in the end. You know, you can manipulate that part. That's the one thing you can manipulate is making sure. Here, what? <laughs> Right, okay. All right, yeah, but I, I think the real amazing question is about the power of the Hagrullahs, the power of the Hagrullahs, the sense of luck, and then what does that have to do with Yom Kippur? Isn't it about choice? Is it about Hashkacha? Anyway, but this is certainly what's being underscored here. Okay, the Avot Yisha ain't Shavim, but that's only Lechatchila. But the evidence, if they're not the same, Ksherim, it's Kasher anyway. Right, Mitzvata. Right, the myths of the ideal. Lachach Echad Ayom Bechad Lamachar. So now it spells it out. Okay? So not only if they're not similar in terms of appearance, but even in terms of the Lekicha. Okay, because that's not about them, that's about the act. So even though it was one today and one tomorrow, Ksherim, but the evidence is Kasher. Now, Mitz Echad Mehem. If one of them dies, which is sort of similar to this discussion we had before about spilling the blood. You've got to do the process again. If you have not yet done the lottery, that's easy. Then you take a second one and you do the lottery. Okay, that's easy. But let's say once you did the lottery, so you have one is Lashem, one is Lazazel, one of them died, what do you do? You can't just match something else up with it. It's not matched through a lottery. So so you take another pair, and you do another lottery, and you say the following. Now, I want to warn you, this is going to sound like you're making a stipulation, but if you think about it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So here's the way, the, it says, if the one of God died, da 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 but that won't make, that's not going to make sense. So what it really means is, like, reverse the order. Yeah. If the one of God died, that says, Shoshem, here's what you say. So you're left with the one that is, so you, so you have the one that's Lazazel, the one that Hashem died, and now here's what you say when you do the lottery. Right. Zesha, right. Zet, well, you might not, but then it would be not clear how this would work. So the one that's now Lashem, that should be the substitute for the one that's died. And fine. And the other one, we don't know. Now we got two Lazazel, so we're going to have to figure that out. If the one of the Zazel died, what do you do when you do the lottery? You say, This one takes the place of the one that died. So that's easy. You do the lottery. The one that is, that, 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 mat, that, you know, that corresponds to the one that died, that fills the space. What do you do now that you have two in the other designation? The Hashemi, the second one, you like raise until it gets a blemish, the Yimachir and gets solved, you pull the Mavlina Dava. 
and the money goes for a nedava, for a korban tzibur, like an ola, and so on. She'en chatas tzibur mesa, because a communal chatas isn't died, it's through a, a private chatas, which can't be used. You have to let the animal die, but a communal one, you let it get a blemish, and you redeem it. One minute, Rebbe Yudomir Tamut, and Rebbe says, no, you treat it like a private one, and it dies. Now, of course, this is strange, because, well, the Gemara is going to say, which is the second one? Does it mean the second one of, you know, of, of group A or of group B, right? Probably <coughs> oh, another color. Okay, so you had your first group, and you had two, right? You had, you had this is Lachem, let's say, and this is Lazazel, right? Right, and then you, and then this one died, okay? And then you did another two, okay? So this takes the place of the one that's Lachem. Okay, and then it says the second one you have to let graze. Well, which second one? Two A or two B? Right? Which which you know which other half of the pair do you? So it sounds from the mission means the second. It says this one takes the place, and the second one you let graze. That's what it sounds like. So Gemara is actually going to say maybe it means this second one because there's a real problem if we let this one graze. If we if we get rid of this one, why is there why conceptually is problematic? It's really more pair than first because then although each one of these had a lottery done, they were never part of the same lottery. Right? If we take this one and get rid of that one, then this one by a lottery was chosen by Shem. This one by a lottery was chosen by Zazel. But it wasn't one lottery that designated their separate paths. It would actually be quite easier just to get rid of this and just use this pair. So okay? why two be in the first place? Because you have to do a lottery. That's why you couldn't just take one and put it right there. You need a lottery. Okay, but it's a little bizarre that the lotteries were different ones and they're being brought together. But the Mishnah does very much sound like this is the one you get rid of. Because if this was the one you got rid of, the Mishnah should have been very easy. The Mishnah should have just said, take two new ones, do a new lottery, and get rid of, and, and don't, you know, and, and, get, and, and get rid of the other one. Right? The fact that it says, this takes the place, makes it sound very clearly, and this you're going to somehow get rid of. So, that's very much sound, shout of the Mishnah. Gemara will question it, because as I said, then it becomes very strange that they had different lotteries done to them. Okay. By per- that's a purchase involves a designation, right? Right. You're just not putting it from you know your general uh, inventory. Because otherwise, what makes what makes it um, right, I mean, the only thing would be like Kavana. I mean, and maybe it's Dusha that comes at the moment when it's purchased. If you buy it with hectic funds and you're buying it for that sake, then, they beca- then that's an answer, that, that transfers into Dusha, and that's the moment of hectic. So we'll see about that, right? Because yes, it does say that they died before. So when is the moment, what, what the act of purchase does to designate, it could very well that the act of purchase is the act of, of sanctification. Okay, so I'll actually be talking about that. All right, so let's take a look now as the more continues. I'm saying the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, if the blood spilled of its mate that's there, you know, then the um, then the one that's sent away has to die, and you have to do another lottery. Meaning, back to the things we discussed in the previous Mishnah, the blood of the other goat spilled. Then he says, then this one that should be sent off, that you have to let die, and you do a whole new lottery. Okay, mitamishaleach. If the one that's supposed to be sent away dies, yishpoch adam spill the blood and do a whole new lottery. So what he is saying is, we are talking about one of them died and both animals are alive. What he's asking is, is that let's say 
let's say the one that let, so and and if the one that Lazadel died, we would also say do the same thing. I'm sorry. I got it right the first time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Both, one of them died, but, but everything left, but, but everything is alive. And this one sort of, they were alive when they died. That was the stage you were up to. But let's say the stage you were up to was not that everything was alive. The stage you were up to was that the one Hashem is now in the middle, and becomes a dam, and you're going and you're doing like the whole Amboda, whatever, and then the dam spills. So it's basically comparable, except it didn't die as here when it was alive. It died after you up to the dam stage. Then he says, that that clearly just skips that and just do a whole new thing. Don't talk about having one substitute and this and this. Then, once it's at the Dom stage, wipe, get rid of all of this and start again. So we'll have to see why that is. Okay, but that's his point. Taking this to a case where this has turned already into the blood. All right, let's take a look at the Gemara. Tanarabana. Yika. Now we're going to see the base of this in the verse that they have to be the same. Yika shnei so goats by without a number means two. Why did it have to say two? The extra word two is to tell me that they have to be comparable. How do I know? Even without that, it's kasher. It says so many times to tell you that to some degree they can exist as individuals, not as a pair, and even if they're not, even if they're not identical, they're okay. Now, so now the Gemara says like this: Time is the Rabbi Rachmana. The reason is because the Torah said seir seir to tell you even when they're not paired. How low Rabbi Rachmana is it? Would not have been for that. How they mean absolute? I would have said that it's even b'diavet if they're not pa- if that, that that it's not good if they're not the same. So ikuva minolan. Why would I have said that that is that that is absolutely required? That without doing it, it prevents it from being good. Because if you remember, the general principle I told you is is that by kadshim, no no detail is ma'akev until the Torah repeats it. Okay, that's a fascinating idea, right? We never say it anywhere else by any other mitzvah. Oh, you didn't take four minutes, you only took three, okay, fine. No, but by Kachim, no detail is ma'akev, it prevents you from being yose, unless the Torah somehow says, like, like, chok, as we mentioned, chok by Yom Kippur, or repeats it. So the Gemara says, why did I need to say, but it's okay? How would I, why would I ever have thought that, that it would be a problem if you didn't do it? So no, Salkadaitichamina, I would have thought, shnei, 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 see, it says very often, you know, right, right. It says shnei a lot of times, so it is repeating it. So therefore, I would have thought that the repetition means that absolutely, even b'diavet has to be the same. So by say, that's why I had to say seir by itself to tell me that b'diavet, even if they're not paired. So, so. It all talks about them individually. So how does the Rabbi Rachmana Seir Now that we learn out that the Yavid, it's okay if they're not masked. Shnei 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 lamali. Why does it say so many times two two two? If it's not telling me that it's need, it's absolutely needed to tell me different ways in which they have to be similar. Chad lemare, they have to be similar in appearance. Chad lekoma, similar in height. Chad ledamim, and similar in the cost. That's what we're learning out from it. Tiny nami hachi yigab and keeps So that's by that's by the ghost of Yom Kippur. You know what? Yeah, did not say that. Anyway, but now see, we can't somehow get away from it. Sora, I don't know why that is. But now by the by the by the two sheep that are bought for the for the korban of a mitzora, 
they also have to have si- similar, have to be, have to be similar, but the Yevet okay if they're not similar. And this is, by the way, quite fascinating. Because we, you know, we all know the idea that these two identical ghosts and the goral and the sense that everything is the same, the goral separates them, etc. But the Gemara is now going to take away from that uniqueness and say, actually, this idea that two things have to be similar in Korbanot is not only found here by the ghosts. It's found elsewhere by Korbanot as well. And let's look at some examples. Okay? So we talk similarly by the sheep that are brought for the Korban of a Kvasin, he should take two sheep. said sheep in the plural, I would have known you meant to. Why say two? They have to be similar. How do I know that it's okay if that's not? Because also when it speaks about them, it also speaks about them individually. So Bidyevit even if they're not the same. Now saying we're going through the same thing. Time into Rabbi Rachmana. The only reason not you're telling me now that Bidyevit is okay is because it says Keves individually. Hello, Rabbi Rachmana, had it not said the word Keves Havi I would have said that it's even Bidyevit. It's invalid if they're not identical or similar. Ikuva minolan. Why would I have thought that that would have prevented you from being yo? Say again. We normally don't say by Korbanot that every requirement is 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 you know Bidyevit is is required. No. I would have thought to say so Tia means it exactly is like this so therefore I would have said that it absolutely is required so therefore the Torah has to tell me Keves Keves to tell me even though ideally there should be identical or similar but the other it's okay now that we say Keves Keves why does it say the word Tia by Mitzorah for all the other requirements of Mitzvah. For all the other requirements you need to do, and if you don't do it, it's invalid. But this one, but the evidence, okay. So, 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 so we'll get there. Okay. So we just said Mitzvah, but we're going to go now from the land, the, 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 the sheep of the Mitzvah to the birds. You know, you dip one of the birds in the, in, in, you know, you send one bird free, you shech the other bird, and you put the blood, part of the purification ritual with the birds. Tziparim, you shall take birds. Miyutziparim, shnayim, shnayim. Minimum birds is two. It's in the plural. Matam of the mashtei, why say two birds? Shushteim shavos, that they should be similar. Minayim shavos, you shall enum shavos kshevot. How do I know b'diavet, it's okay. Some of them are tzipor, tzipor. It says one tzipor, you shech. The other tzipor, you send out, you send free. So again, even if they're individual, even if they're not paired. So Reba, that's coming to be more inclusive. So we'll go back. Time of the Krabi Rahmana. The only reason now you're saying that the evidence okay is because of the it says seaport to tell me even as an individually it's okay. How low Rabbi Rahman would have not been for that psula. It would have been invalid. Ikuva Minalan, why would I have thought that this would have been prevented you from being Yotse? Sagdite Khamina for the following reason. I would have thought to say TXE. Again it says Tia Torat Zot Tia Toratam Torah. So so therefore I would have said everything is required so the Torah to tell me tzipor tzipor that b'diyevet if they're not the same it's also okay now that we know that individual that b'diyevet even if they're not paired it's okay tia lamali why does it say tia by Mitzorah so the other requirements of the Mitzorah okay so that was a very straightforward Gemara but again it's shocking to, to, to I would say to, to most of us so much the symbolism of the two goats to find out it's not unique 
Okay, now by the way, by the Mitzorah, by the birds, there is something very similar that's going on. It's not being sent Lazazel, but one of them is being shechted, and the blood is being used, and the other is being sent al Hasadeh. So that is actually a very powerful to think about those. To what degree is there some significance in that parallel? But by the two lambs, one is, you know, they're both being brought for Korbanot, even though one you use for the ritual of the blood, and the other you stam for Korban, you know, it's sort of, now the power of being the same sort of gets weakened. But nevertheless, I will say that it's only by the goats of Avodah that we find similar in height and similar in appearance and similar in cost and purchase at the same time. All those, all those issues, of, yeah, but so all those issues about shnei, 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 all those various ways in which it has to be similar, that is certainly a heightened requirement here. These ideas, the only thing it mentioned is similar in appearance. So all of these ways, similar, this way, this way, this way, height, you know, appearance, cost, bought at the same time, that still remains unique by the goats of, of, of Yom Kippur. Okay, so now we look at another, another case which says, Shnei, so uh, Ihachi says to Gemara, if that's true, that you're learning out that you require it to be uh, similar, so Gabi Tmidim Nami let's say that the Tmidim have to be the same. Tvasim, miyot tvasim shnayim, minimum is two. Matam lo is shnayim, why is it shnayim layom? Shu shnayim shavit, that they should be the same. I mean, nine shavit, shnayim, shnayim shavit, and then I'll say it's the same, same, same approach. And how do I know, but yeah, but even if you don't do it, it's okay. Kshayim, tamad lomar, keves, keves, riba. So, ule mitzvah hachinami dibayinon? And so would you say, that would be applying your approach to the case by the tmidim. Exact same approach. But then, so you, are you going to tell me that the Tmidim have to be similar in appearance? Now, there's nothing that logically makes that impossible, but basically is there's absolutely no evidence in any of rabbinic literature that the Tmidim have to be similar in appearance. Okay, so why not? According to your logic, that should be demanded. Okay? And by the way, I should say there you could understand a reason they should be similar. The idea of two every day, first of all, in Sukim, they always say, Shnayim Layom, Shnayim Layom, seems like they're also almost a pair, and also that sense of continuity, so that it should be fundamentally the same thing, in a sense of, con- you know, continuous and constant, constancy together with continuity, right? So you could understand the logic. But interestingly, nowhere do we ever say there's an idea that the two lambs be the same. And according to you, says the Gemara, why not? Why not apply the same logic there? So the Gemara says, no. There we need the Shnaim Layom for a different purpose. So teach me what the Brita says. Shnaim Layom, what does that mean? It means Keneged Hayom, opposite the Yom, opposite the Sun. Maybe it just means too daily, not mean opposite the sun. That's already telling me one in the morning, one in the evening. Why do I need to say two a day? I can do the math. One plus one. So why two, two a day? What's that telling me? Not to tell me that, what you're suggesting, that it means that they have to be similar, but to tell me facing the day, facing the sun. Kate said, what does that mean? The morning Tamid was shechted on the northeast, on the, on the uh, northwest um, um, corner, the Al the second ring, where they had the rings where they put the uh, heads of the animals. And the afternoon one was shechted on the east, on the northeast corner, on the second ring. Okay, now, um, which means what? It means, very quickly, right, if here's your Mitzayach, right, whatever, 
okay, there's a path that is north, okay, so in the morning the sun is here, right, the sun rises here, but you got a wall, okay, so it's not, you the, yourself so, you have, so if you want to get the most of sunlight, you want to get, you want, I'm sorry, <coughs> you want to get the most of the sunlight, it has to be in the north of the Nisayah, here's when you had the rings, but if you want to get the best of sunlight, you're going to want it to be in the northwest. Right, because that's furthest away from the wall. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, your korban goes here in the northwest. In the evening, when the sun is here, there's also a wall. You want it in the north, but you got to get it in the northeast, and that's why you do it neged hayom to get it opposite the sunlight. Why the second ring? Right. So Rashi says. Um, so so Satosa says it's because if the animal is here, the first ring, it might be dropping a, a dung near the altar. Rashi says the shadow. second ring is that maybe you need to use the second ring for support as you're holding on to the animal, like you're supporting yourself on this, on, on, I mean, on this row of rings as you're putting the animal in that row of rings. And then the last two words we'll just read is, so Shabbat, but by Shabbos, right, the two that are brought on Shabbos, there the Gemara says, that I will agree to you, those do have to be similar because of the idea of Shnayim being additional. The interesting question that Rashi and Joseph discuss is, by Shabbos, is it okay if they're not identical? Presumably, yes, but we've never, because we've never found anything saying that B'dyevet is not okay, but again, the Gemara didn't like spell out how you know that. So at the end of the day, there's a couple of places that have to be identical. Yom Kippur, Mitzorah birds, Mitzorah sheep, and the two by Shabbos. It's not so special, Yom Kippur, but the one thing that is special, as I said, is all of the ways in which it has to be similar, and that is very much a unique demand by Yom Kippur.